Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello and welcome to the Musical Podcast. I'm Kiri. And I'm Jade. And I'm Dave. Dave's on keys. But we don't play that too much because otherwise we'll have to pay some people rights money. Yeah. Uh, we do a live show where comedians come and sing their favourite musical theatre songs in front of a live audience. This podcast is us bringing that person inside of a building. <laughs> Welcome to Just a Minute with Jade Adams. <laughs> I panicked. Enjoy. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello, I'm John Holmes. It's the The One Show Show, the podcast that, like Wee Willy Winky, runs through The One Show's town, upstairs and downstairs, in its nightgown, and then we stick our Wee Willy Winky through the programme's letterbox and piss on its floor. I am John Holmes... <laughs> And this is part Contemporary two. references. <laughs> oh, I wanted to come back with a bang. Mission successful. Part wow. two of this week's edition, so as ever. If you'd like to go back and listen to part one first in order for any of this to make sense, then please go ahead and do that now. Or not. I mean, it's, it's up to you. It's free country, isn't it? Uh, this is part two, though. Joining me to go through this week's one show, like knits going through the hair of a class of primary school children, Mark Haynes and Alex Seavright. There was a good bit on, um, I think this was Tuesday, so they had, again, speaking of people who aren't going to engage with the one show, yep. Naomi Campbell. Oh, right. yeah, that was random. Good choice. I mean, that is yeah. a, it's a difficult guest, isn't it? You know, if you're, if you're you, they go, oh yeah, we put Naomi Campbell, as an interviewer, you'd be going, oh Jesus. Oh you, no. So John Barrowman, so they've, got, they've kind of gone yin and yang here. So they've got <laughs> John Barrowman at the beginning, who yeah. just, oh God, you know, he's just so annoying, isn't he, John he, Barrowman? He, he's just so over the top all the fucking time. He went full Louis Spence in, in that entrance, <gasps> didn't he? What was, he? That, what was he doing? I don't know. <laughs> No, 
that's a new move I saw, and there's a TV show called Post where they drop on the floor, and I think I might have just thrown my back out, but I'm John. fine. It was good luck. Oh and those jeans as well. Me. Tight jeans. Oh, my yeah. gosh. He I did a sort know. of high-kicking, oh. dancing, and then he sort of did a half-split. He looked like he tried to do the splits, realised he couldn't halfway through the splits, <laughs> yeah. and then sort of just fell on his back. It's <laughs> like, like, like he'd been, been tasered or something. <laughs> if you're dealing with Barrowman and his bum isn't out, then things are going as well as you can hope for. <laughs> well, that's it. They then showed a clip of him dancing by a pool, right? <laughs> just doing a similar sort of dance before throwing yeah. himself... Social media, he was on his like Twitter feet, throwing himself into the wall backwards in a very John Barrowman way. But he was wearing just a tight Speedos. <laughs> and you know, this is, uh, luckily I was not eating my tea, but it would have put me off. Let's put it that way. Again, <laughs> once again, John Barrowman's cock, just bouncing about on television. He's going, fuck's sake, do we need this? And then he just irritates Just too much. Just too much, Mike. Too, too much. I just find his, his accent is the most annoying thing because it's, it seems pretentious. It seems really pretentious. Well, there was quite a fascinating chat about it, wasn't yeah, there? Yeah, there was. There was. The fact that he had to fake the American accent, was it? Yes, because I'd sort of forgotten he was Scottish. Yeah. 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 And just because he talks with that John Barrowman voice. He's never been to America. No. <laughs> he's, he's, he saw a documentary once yeah. about Orlando where, where, when right. they were building Epcot. And from that moment on... <laughs> But he sort of then was telling stories from his childhood, like when he wore a particular kilt and used to. Uh, <laughs> it's been handed down through his family. Yeah, now, it's, like his it's now a hat. He's got his <laughs> yeah. he wears it or something. I don't uh-huh. know. And they had a little picture of him as a kid. And he goes, but he talked about growing up in Glasgow, but then lapsed into the accent to do the voices of his sort of relatives. So I only speak with a Scottish accent generally with other Scots, yeah. my mum and my dad, my brother and my sister, or when I'm in Glasgow or Edinburgh. So uh-huh. you're privileged to hear it. It switches today. on really it? quickly, yeah. doesn't it? I like the gear change. Yeah, most people do. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and without realising he was Scottish, I sort of went, that's a very, that's a very accurate Scottish accent. But then he, they said, but you're, you are Scottish, obviously. And I was like, but hang on, why don't you have a Scottish accent? And he just said, he said something like, it was bad enough being gay. I didn't want that on me as well. <laughs> <laughs> did he? What? So did he ever have any connection with America? Oh, he lived there, didn't he? Did uh, he? Yeah, he said he, when he was a child, he, he moved there. For three weeks? Yeah. <laughs> with his I mum mean, and dad. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was <laughs> ex- extended holiday, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, it's like Gillian Anderson as well. She's another one that has an accent. When she's in the UK, yeah. she goes all British. Well, I sort, of get, I, don't, I sort of get that because she's not trying to hide it. I mean, the fact that, he, you know, Scott, his but Glasgow accent is so distinctive. Throws but, it but, out. But and that's, he does that's just a thing. voice that's not his own voice, but has to keep that up. When, when everyone permanently. else around yeah. you is speaking like in a British accent, like with Gillian Anderson going into it, you can sort yeah. of go, oh, well, okay, you're talking to those people and that almost like a human trait that you do to fit in when everyone else is speaking in the thing and you are just doing an accent on your own yeah that is mad yeah, yeah. it's cultural appropriation <laughs> yeah. um, I, I i did it at a party once because uh, i was bored um and i didn't know anyone so i pretended to be australian for the whole night <laughs> see i sort of admire that yeah do you want to do the rest of this in an australian accent Nah. okay fine. they did a little introduction to when we were wondering who on earth this guest could be at the mm. beginning i right. see i knew because i watched it on iplayer and it came up and oh said yeah it was, what he said he's picked john barrowman and yeah that's, that's true so they were talking to john barrowman and then they needed to get into their first film, which was clearly off the shelf uh-huh. because it was about Scottish tap water. Right. Are you, or, I can I mean, see your yeah. eyes lighting up at the prospect isn't of what that, fun. Isn't no, that no, iron no, brew? No, hang, on, <laughs> hang on, it gets better because it's about water tasting. Oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So they sort of went uh, intoxicating, fruity with a little certain je ne sais quoi. No, not John Barrowman. Uh... <laughs> 
water. You thought we were talking about <laughs> John Barrowman. <laughs> yeah, you are so stupid. <laughs> now, intoxicating, mm-hmm. fruity, with a certain je ne sais quoi. No, not John Barrowman. <laughs> <laughs> it's Scottish tap water. We're Wet. talking about something else entirely. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Wet, invisible and pointless. No, not John Barrowman. Uh, God. And then they said, then they went into a film about, uh, you know, the, the, the start of the, ha- hag- the haggis uh-huh. whiskey shortbread. They're the things you associate with Scotland, well, and the crippling heroin uh, addiction. <laughs> but then it was all about the fact that Edinburgh tap water mm. is the nicest tap water in the world. So they did a taste test on the streets of Edinburgh tap water, some bottled mineral water, and some tap water with some lemon juice in it. And they went around the streets. That's very much not like for like. No, yeah. and yeah. gave it to people to taste. Yeah, and um, there was, was there was two that, was that I really liked. There was two. There was the guy that said. Subtle. And then there was the woman that went, delicious. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking water. You, you daft twat. You've never tried it before. I don't like it. You don't, I like, don't it. like it. It's tinny. Yeah. Tinny. A bit mm-hmm. tinny. It's a soft water, I would say. Yeah. Subtle. Subtle. God's sake. It was. Uh, but we did get. Uh, then we're back to Barrowman. He, he's got a new album. Funnily, he's got a new album out for right. Christmas. Gotcha. So, yeah, he's, he's with some a, Christmas with songs. the most horrible cover I've ever seen on any album. Oh, it was bad, wasn't it? It's oh. like it's like a migraine on a on a. It's CD like that cover. woman's coat and gloves, but in album. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it his bum? No, <laughs> no it's it's like his bum, but he's spread the cheeks and he's got a candy cane sticking out. It's got a Christmas album. The full goatsy. The album's called Goatsy. <laughs> John, John Barrowman. Christmas goatsy. <laughs> <laughs> a Christmas goatsy for you. <laughs> Fabulous. <laughs> but then he said, he said what, what's the album about? And he said, well, it's, when I was growing up in Glasgow, I was doing Christmas songs for my relative. Mm-hmm. And that's what he was talking about, right? And, and then he, he said, I used to just sing the, all these songs. He said, so ever since then, when I've made an album, I sit my relatives down <laughs> and get them to listen to it. And he said, he said so I played them this one. And he, he said, I've got a good sound system in my Tesla. And uh, I couldn't play it through the house system, so I took them and I sat them inside. I have a Tesla with a great sound system and I sat them inside the car and uh, usually they would comment after every number and they weren't commenting and I'm thinking, oh no, is something wrong? And they weren't commenting, do they not like it? And at the end of the album, I just, they both had their heads down and they both looked up and and tears in their eyes and they went, it's just amazing, it's wonderful. (laughs) I'm beginning to think he's just, everything about him is a lie. There is no album. He's not got a Tesla. He's got no family in Glasgow. Hang on. So that he sits his family down in the Tesla. (laughs) For an album's length of listening. I've got my mum and dad in the back seat. I've got my brother next to me and grandma's in the boot. Hey, John, maybe maybe, maybe next year, John, we'll come to your house and have a listen. (laughs) (laughs) Meh. Oh, please let us in, mum. Please let us in. I'll wear the the kilt and everything. Hey, hey dudes, no can do. (laughs) (laughs) And Matt said, so you got your family to listen to it. What was that like? (laughs) Yay! It's back. When you hear this album now in its entirety, when you played it to your mum and dad and your family, I mean, what was was that like? Great. Oh, it was a gorgeous moment. And then he said, the reason he's done this album, right, uh, well, we know the reason, it's to make some money for Christmas, right? A Christmas goatee has come out (laughs) because, and I quote, I want to reclaim these Christmas songs... Yep. For the LGBTQ plus community. Yep. I wasn't aware that Christmas songs had been put beyond use for the LGBTQ plus community, but according to Barrowman, yeah. they had been, and he's reclaimed them. In, yeah. in God bless him for that. 1988, yeah. Margaret Thatcher 
She stormed the LGBT plus citadel. She stole the Christmas songs. We all remember this, John. <laughs> we all remember this. Yep. She encased them in ice to be enjoyed by straight families only. Yep. <laughs> I'm glad that Barrowman's got them back for the people that needed them, really. Absolutely, who who yes. must be so gutted they've not been able to sing a single hymn or a Christmas song uh, since I, those days. We don't call them hymns nowadays, John. Oh, They're yeah. called theirs. Sorry, yeah. Right. <laughs> we don't sing their Christmas theirs. <laughs> I think I actually got the pronoun there entirely wrong. I don't think there is a pronoun. Unless you put the apostrophe in. Well, then it, yeah. Yeah, then you can, yeah, you can that's what we yeah. did, the joke stands. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I very much enjoyed on Wednesday a little feature. Uh, it's the the one show's secret quiz. So secret that they've never done it before, but acted like they had and that we would know what it was. Right. And this was a bit where after a, a, a nice freeze frame where they finished introducing it, they just locked off for four seconds. Yeah. It's, it's sod's law in TV, isn't it? If you As soon as you clock the fact that you're still on camera and not speaking... You can guarantee they'll cut to video the moment you go, what? <laughs> Bang, <laughs> straight in. Right, yeah. Now, what do you get when you mix a taxi driving quiz master, some sly questions, and a bunch of unsuspecting passengers? It's obviously the one show secret quiz. Obviously. And? and this was a thing where a taxi driver, she had four questions. And if the people in the back answered the questions correctly, which she sort of chucked into the conversation, then they would get a free cab ride. And presumably, if they didn't get them right, she wouldn't say anything and they'd just pay the normal thing. <laughs> so there was a guy in the back and she was sort of going, oh, it's Tina Turner's 80th birthday uh, soon, isn't it? You know, and, and the boat was, mm, yes, yes. And she went, yeah, simply the best. And how the rest of the song go? How's the rest of the song go? Simply the best. And he went, yeah, it's a very good song, very good song, yes. She was like, no, what's the next line? <laughs> And he was like, oh, um, uh, better than all the rest. Yeah, that's it. And she carried... I fancy seeing the Tina Turner. Oh, yeah. Did you know she's 80 this week? No, I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, she's, yeah. Had a, she's had a life, hasn't she? What's that song she sings? I love it. It goes, um, you're simply the best. Yeah, 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 yeah What's the rest yeah, of it? Yeah. Go on. Yeah, no, yes. that is simply the best. Yeah, no, what's yeah. the next line, though? Oh, I, I can't sing for coffee, oh, so it's better than all the rest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, at the end, she was like, well, you you didn't know, but you are, you have just played the one show's secret quiz. Not a flicker from anyone. Not anyone going, oh, the one show. Not anyone, you know, I mean, I mean, the feature hasn't been done before. Oh, yeah, but, this is that podcast. But nobody going, oh, my God, hi, Matt. Nothing. No. People going, all oh, right, yep. Uh, do I have to pay? And they're going, no. And they're going, oh, that's wonderful. Yes, very nice. Yes, good, good. You've been absolutely a brilliant passenger. Well, and not at all. It's I've, actually I've nice a... to meet somebody who oh. have a nice conversation I've, no, no, with. No, I've got a surprise for you. What's that? You have just taken part in the secret quiz for the one show. All right. You've got three or more questions right, so the fare is completely free. Oh. You are so good. You are so clever. No charge. No. There you go. No way. Stop. Yeah. That's amazing. That's so ridiculous. That is a surprise. Wow. <laughs> I wonder why we were going to a sort of a quiz type thing. No one had heard of the fucking one show. And they really. still chose to put that on the... Yeah, t- this is the sort of thing they used to like do on Letterman and they'd have a cab driver set up and they'd be like, what do you think of Dave Letterman? And it would turn out you were on the show. And this, people were just like, right, okay, sorry, once again, why aren't I paying? And they're like, <laughs> the one show and going, no, no, don't mean anything. <laughs> What's the thing? But the questions were all really sort of generic. I was thinking gee, uh, two things. One, I would happily pay double to have a silent cab journey, whether it's the one show's <laughs> secret quiz or not. Yeah. Don't talk to me. And I thought they should have kept it cab specific. And the core questions, they should have been, do you know how many sexual assaults are committed by Uber drivers every year? That's, that's, <laughs> that's one of them. Um, 
as they, you know, driving through. Do you remember when this was a nice neighbourhood, yeah? Full of families, yeah? Do you know what I mean, yeah? That's the other one. Um, I mean, seriously, though, mate, would you let your sister marry one? Would you? <laughs> <laughs> Those are the questions yeah. I expect to hear oh, in a cab. Congratulations, you don't have to pay your fare. <laughs> yeah. You're you, all right, you, you yeah, are, son. You're all right. You're all right. Yeah. When you got in, I thought you was a right lefty twat. <laughs> but now I see you're okay. You're all right with me, mate. Ah, oh, sorry. You are going to have to pay in cash. Oh, bad luck. Broken oh. Britain. Yeah. Naomi Campbell was on. She was shiny, wasn't she? Oh, God, was she shiny. But she owned Barrowman, you see, who I think they put them together because they thought he can at least make up for Campbell's sort of sullen disdain for everything. There's a balancing act going on where Barrowman brings 80 and Naomi can give 20. But Campbell owned him straight away. Mm. And Barrowman... I've never seen a silenced Barrowman, put it that way. He didn't join in at all after that because she, she came on mm. and they'd, they'd obviously never met before. And, you know, Naomi Campbell's on the show. She came in looking Naomi Campbell-y uh, in a sort of very fashionable... Well, then Barrowman said, I love your tracksuit. That was the first thing he said. She went, it's not a tracksuit, it's a onesie. Come and have Hello, a how are you? Hello. Oh. I love the tracksuit. Naomi, well, yeah, we just played that little... It's not co- a tracksuit, it's a onesie. It- <laughs> shut him down. Yep. Just shut him down. And from then he was like, oh, no speaking now. No, I'm, I'm done. No. And she just, she was just very Naomi. I mean, she didn't hit anybody. But, but other than that, she was very what, Naomi. What was she there well, to they, talk about? It, what was uh, there? It's fashion relief, which is like current relief and sport relief, but yeah. more pretentious. Um, Do they just crap. get kids? Do they, they just get kids to stop making no, clothes No, no, no. They get, they, get, they get the BBC news team uh, to uh, make dresses while singing <laughs> Fashion by David Bowie. No, it's, no, it's, it's, it's not. It's a high-profile kind of... All the fashion... Everyone, you know, she sort of said, I just stuff. phoned up, you know, people kept saying I couldn't do this fashion relief. And, and then I just sort of phoned up um, someone and they said yes. <laughs> yeah, and I said, yeah, let's name. do it. And we did it and everyone just pulls together. Well, you are, <laughs> Naomi, in London for uh, Fashion for Relief, um, a great cause. You're a real humanitarian as well as a supermodel these days. But, um, yeah, just give us an idea of how you... Because you came up with this, didn't you, back in 2005? We, yeah, I came up with it because New Orleans is the first first state of the United States that I went to shoot. Yeah. And that was 86 April 14th. So basically I wanted to, um, when I saw the hurricane Katrina Katrina, in 2005, years later, I was just like, this is awful. And truth fact, we were just seeing people of colour walking down with nowhere to go, homeless. Mm -hmm. So I was like, no, we have to do something. One week away from Fashion Week in New York. And called up a lovely man called Teddy Fossman. I got a lot of no's, so I said, okay, I asked you, and now I'm going to the top. Mm -hmm. And Teddy's like, you can have it. So it's like, okay. And then Fashion for Relief was born, and everybody just jumped in, like Ralph Lauren making the T-shirts and Mm -hmm. designing the T-shirt, and I went to open in the Vogue closet, you know, everyone calling everyone, private donations, um, Mm -hmm. and getting it. So, yeah, we, we worked with America Cares for that one. And right. it was, uh, and then bringing some of the families in to explain what it's really like to go through that because you always need to hear it from that person's yeah. experience. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you've been all around the world with it since then. Yep, it has travelled. And um, yeah, now we come to our. It was great to be home in September here. Yeah. But what, what, what are you talking what about? What is it? I still, I'm absolutely perplexed no. as to what this is. I, what is it? Raising money for. Raising awareness. For awareness of. I mean, I wrote here, she's already planning to type 
a cow. Yeah. <laughs> right. and, and then there was a sort of discussion about... They, oh, they showed a clip of her, oh, yeah. again, from presumably her social media, with her permission, mm. of her using sanitary wipes on all of the surfaces of what was clearly the first-class compartment of uh, a plane, yeah. right, where she was going to sit, wiping it all down. You look at you cleaning your thing. And this is one of the bits when the one show then veered off, as it does sometimes, mm-hmm. into alienating their audience, yeah. who have probably never travelled first-class. Nice yeah. chat. Nice uh, chat about uh, the, I mean, the benefits of business. I was expecting <sighs> a segue into an OCD person in Leicester or something. Mm. Yeah, well, that, yeah, yeah, that would have been obvious, expecting. because that, that, was the th- that was the implication. She was very OCD about it, and she was, and they tried to make light of it by going, well, you know, you're helping the, uh, you're helping the stewards, aren't you, really, because you're cleaning, the, yeah. you know, cleaning all the seats. And she just went, well, no, people have saying it's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> so you, yeah. you get on a plane with, a, with, a, with some kind of disinfectant wet wipes. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're going to leave those nameless. Yeah. That's fine. But, but yes, I cannot... Sit on any plane. I've been doing it for years, actually. Have you? Yeah, wow. over like 15 years I've been doing it. It must be a nightmare for the cabin crew. John no, is I mean, nodding in agreement. They should be, like they should I be do the same. grateful for do a lovely you? clean seat. Yeah, okay. yeah. No, I do the same because sometimes you get on long haul flights and you sit down and there's sometimes food and oh, things on the floor awful. left from the Just flight before. Just think how many hands touch the, <laughs> the seatbelt, the seatbelt. <laughs> and then Bowerman yeah, did join in. He, he sort of said, well, the thing is, you know, first-class areas are long-haul flights. I mean, they're, you know, they, they sometimes... And then they had an argument about the toilet door handles on first-class flights. Yeah. But someone I, told me... Mm-hmm. The dirtiest is the, the handle of the toilet yeah. on the outside. Oh, so yeah. I'm now like not going. And I'm thinking, well, you know, your your regular watchers of this, right, basically go on Ryanair to Alicante. Yeah. <laughs> and you're talking about long haul first class flights and cleaning your own area. Yeah. Most of the people wipes. watching the one it show was... will have a funeral and they'll go there by bin van. This is not a first-class <laughs> audience. No, no. It was uh, when Angela said, oh, you do realise that lots, lots of people's bottoms have been on that sofa. Yeah. And as a joke, yeah, it's a joke. But she didn't take it as a joke. No, she looked blood. horrified. <laughs> she did. She looked absolutely oh. horrified. She looked down at the green sofa <laughs> with disdain. When Scallon and Scallon was like, "No, I made a joke." Matt, Matt went just to throw a bit light and shade. He just went, "Oh, so we we cleaned it," and she just went, "No, you didn't." There's been a lot of bums on the one show so far. That's I don't bad. know. How you I cleaned it. Don't worry. Did you? Yes. You did <laughs> with a disinfectant but wipe earlier on today. You did not clean it, but anyway... Yes. Um... <laughs> <laughs> with the one-two punch of Naomi Campbell and Andy Murray on the same week, oh. everyone must be taking next week off. She was not fucking around, I tell you. Uh-huh. And then they had the thing with Scanlon getting Nelson Mandela's name wrong. Yes, um, her friend Mandel. Uh, your friend Mandel, and again, <laughs> Campbell still owning the whole sofa at this point and just scaring everybody into not arguing with her. And they got a picture of her hugging Nelson Mandela. Mm. Uh, and and they said, well, oh, you know, this is wonderful, isn't it? He called you his surrogate granddaughter. That, uh, oh, what was that like? This how it, how it's amazing. changed. And she went, well, that's that's changed now. It's um, honourable granddaughter. Yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah. But for you, that humanitarian side came from your your good friend, Mandela, or Nelson Mandela. Um, definitely the seed was planted by yeah. President Nelson Mandela and... Um, Without knowing, there was that that word didn't exist. I was just doing because I love doing, doing because I love being with him. Yeah. Doing because he called you his surrogate granddaughter. Didn't he? God, it's changed. No, honourable granddaughter. Honourable. <laughs> honourable. Yeah. Right. But he but was what amazing. An honor. Oh, such an honour. Yeah. 
Oh, is it? Yeah. Well, you can say, he's fucking dead. He can't argue. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's, did you kill him? Did you yeah. kill him, Campbell, <laughs> in a fit of temper? He, he actually adopted me. Yeah. It is funny, actually, to attribute stuff to the dead that they didn't say, because you just sort of have to say, well, you weren't there, mate. Yeah. yeah. You know? yeah. That's what he told me. Well, that's what I mean, Clive James told me that when he uh, was, was talking about how much he loved this podcast. Yeah, he, he said the show must go on, didn't he? Yeah, he said that. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I, I thought Thursday's show was an absolute cracker. Yeah, no, mm. I, yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. Uh, Mrs. Marvin Humes, yep. Scanlon's still on, yep. despite her getting it all wrong. With with the sort of alternate reality one show presenting team of Lauren Laverne and Ben Miller, yeah. which seemed yes. like a sort yeah. of a better world, but not a massively different one. Yeah. It, um, you could almost see them doing it, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah I think so. I they, they, they were there, they were having a good time. My favourite bit is they began talking about Desert Island Discs. And there was a long, entirely serious conversation about whether or not there was a water supply on the desert island that that goes to desert island discs. Is there water on the island? I think everybody's island is different, is, yeah. that, is what I always think. Oh, you know, I, I think there, I believe there it's was an once island. an Ar- Arctic explorer who, you know, he thought of his island as a tundra. And, you know, we recently mm. had, had a guest who described, it was a car- keen cartoonist, who described his island as a, a cartoon. I really wanted someone to say, Angela Marvin, it's not actually <laughs> a genuine desert island. We're not going to be sending all the celebrities there and saying, well, you picked eight records. There is no working sanitation. We'll see you in a year. I mean, it could be a good reality show. Absolutely magic. Could yeah. have watched that for an hour. I know. I agree. And, and then Scanlon, bless her, tried to join in by just saying, at the end, she just sort of went, well, I thought an island would have water all around it. <laughs> so Weird. I just thought an island would have to be, have water. But anyway. Yeah. yeah. Around it, I don't know. Yes. <laughs> yes, but it's not drinkable, no. which is the point of what they were saying. No, Absolutely. Angela, and it's not a real oh, island, right? It's a just metaphorical <laughs> fucking island. Can everyone sit down, right? <laughs> Hands up if you know what the sea is, okay? Right. Hands up if you know what water is. Hands up if you think that the sea and water are the same thing. Yeah. I mean, if you're confused, there was a VT we had a couple of nights ago in Scotland. <laughs> have, a, have a look at that. Have a lick of that, Scanlon. Uh, Lauren, we've we've spoken about Kaniki before uh, but have you oh how did that go not well <laughs> we're, we're very much drawing a line under the chat about Kaniki aren't we oh Angela. yeah mad uh, Lauren we've spoken on here before about Kaniki mm. any chance of you getting back on stage no you know no. I'm too busy I'm too busy Angela with the, with the many things that I'm working on the beginning of this program Marvin said something I don't quite understand but it seemed a bit sinister Scanlon said well welcome back Marvin Marvin Humes is presenting this week oh Angela Scanlon uh, and she said oh you've been around yeah Right, and he said, "Yeah, uh, yeah, I was with Rochelle. That's his other half, right?" And they yep. did some on children in need, I think, together. So he said, "Yeah, I was with Rochelle, and now I'm with you." It reminds me of my uni days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the One Show with Angela Scanlon. And welcome back to you, Marvin oh. Humes. You've been doing the rounds a bit lately. I was there you? a couple of weeks ago with Rochelle. Now yeah. I'm here with you. I- I'm just all Couch over the surfing. place. Yeah, it takes me back we to the uni it. days. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, he's just telling us you fucked around at your uni. <laughs> yeah. He was talking. talking. He was talking about sofa surfing. Um, oh. I'm, I'm sofa surfing, so it reminds me of my uni <laughs> days. I thought he was talking about just fucking Scanlon and Rochelle. <laughs> <laughs> sofa surfing is not connected with university. It, is Marvin Hume connected with university? <laughs> the Lauren Levin, so Ben Miller was also on. Mm. Okay, as we mentioned. Now they talked about him being in a band in his early days. Yeah, and showed a picture. The Dear Johns. That's right. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The spiky-haired indie pop of the Dear Johns. And they showed a, a picture of him mm. back in the day with, with his bandmate. Yeah. But there was no mention of this bandmate. And I'm thinking now, and I don't know the answer to this, mm. and you might, right, if you show a picture of someone on television like that, yeah. do you need their permission to do it? I think he'd belt and braces that, to be honest. For, for example, if he was uh, head now of an industry that wants to ban 80s music, yeah. that would be potentially very embarrassing for yeah. him to be shown in a, a former life, if you like, yeah. as a pop star. But if he's if a headmaster so, of a school, and, yeah. you know, and that comes up, and then his kids are going to print that out, put it all over, yeah. I'm just saying yeah. that's what I do at the school. But, you know, that's all over the school. But you know what I mean? You've got to clear that, right? It, it was strange they never named him at any point, no, even though he was no. brought into the conversation no. a little and bit. But like, you're the one on the right, you're the one on the left. I don't want this to be mentioned, but you, but they didn't need to show the whole photo. You could have just cropped it. That's true. And showed the Ben Miller thing. So, I, but I was just genuinely sort of going, I "What's the?" If if you were the other guy in the Dear Johns, can you please launch a massive legal action against the BBC for invasion <laughs> mm. of privacy? Yeah. You can use actually got about a month left, but European Court of Human Rights <laughs> yeah. legislation. If you can do that, can you let us know whether you then like we're <laughs> fine with it? Success <laughs> come on the podcast. Just let, we need to clarify the law. Yeah. This podcast has always been about clarifying. <laughs> the law around the one show. We, we need you to launch this case just I mean, as a case of case law. What are the chances he's still alive? Well, That's all I'm going to say. He's probably in the Lockerbie disaster, wasn't he, or something? <laughs> so, I, but I just thought it was weird. I just, I just thought, OK, that's odd, because then you're right, they did not talk about him or mention him, and mm. then Ben Miller you know, went off to... What the hell was Ben Miller talking about? Books? Books, books but he, drama? Uh, there was a weird thing about the books where he was saying he'd written them um, about his own kids. That's right. Yeah. And yeah. so he's doing kids' books, and there were three uh, uh, kids, and he was on the second one. And so the actual children he has are the stars of the book. Well, I'm writing a story for each of my children, so oh. my book last... Last year, the night I met Father Christmas was about my eldest son, Jackson, and now I'm writing about his younger brother, Harrison. Amazing. Um, And Harrison always loves uh, anything to do with stars and planets, and so I've written a story where he goes to a birthday party and instead of a balloon, they give him a black hole on a piece of string. And I I found that a bit... Sort of like a van, it's, yeah, those tube ones that say put your kid in the in the story, yeah. and you pay. It's quite a lot of money. It's about sort of thirty quid, yeah. and they'll send you a book that says um, the dragon went to the house of insert name here. <laughs> That's right, you know, yeah. uh, Kelly. <laughs> oh, it's so great. Said. Kelly, Kelly. <laughs> slightly fainter print, and I sort of felt, felt it was a bit like that. I was like, Ben, mate, you don't have to work do for three months to do a book. Just get thirty quid. Do that. Do you, do you know? I saw a load of those books in Poundland. They were all Graham. It was like Graham and the Santa Caper. The chance is of finding so, a seven-year-old called Graham no, no. these days. Oh, there's some tragedy behind that story. There was, there was, there was, there was, there was I mean, oh, there was little like, yeah. Graham's died, so yeah. we better take all he the was, books. He was crushed by 2,000 <laughs> Name Your Own Adventure <laughs> books. <laughs> books. <laughs> Probably. Books. A tragic day. They books, landed on John. the Scottish village. Books, <laughs> they destroyed. books, books. John, human so books. About human books. Human books. Edinburgh. Scotland's very exciting capital city is today hosting something a bit different. It's a library. You'll be familiar with the concept. You borrow a book, you read it, you bring it back. But this library is host to a different type of book. A human book. 
All of television history is contained in the Box of Delights. I've climbed up Nelson's column once before. These are small. And put it down in front of Backpuss. I'm Julia Rayside. Join me and my guests as we dip into our favourite TV memories. You boys mustn't hesitate bashing your head like this. You can't tell me what to do. You ain't my mother. I love it when a plan comes together. Come and tell us what yours are too. We've all been told we can't discuss nominations. It's a bit of car air. Shut up with a novel on the top. I think I like you, Lovejoy. Find us on Twitter at Box Delights Pod and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Well, let's, let's explain human books first. Yeah, right? yeah. So a human book. It's so this is about, it's a film about yeah. libraries. Yeah. yeah. But with a difference. Oh, yeah, yes. It was people, wasn't it? It was people back. sitting in a library and they were encouraging people to start conversations. Literally, the last thing you're supposed to do in a fucking library <laughs> yeah, is, is just have a chat. Time for the readers to get lost in a good human book. They'll get just 30 minutes to digest as much as they can. I thought they were going to have, like, like text written on people's bodies. And it was a, let's yeah. think about the way we interact with... No, it was something... It was just, come and have a chat with someone. Yeah. Uh, and you can ask them questions, and they will... So, for example, one of the people... One of the human books... Can't call them people, they're human books. One of the human <laughs> books was a, uh, a millennial yeah. who did not like the stereotype of the millennial. On the human book reading list today, millennials and arranged marriage. We get very dismissed as millennials quite often. I do feel I shouldn't be profiled in this way. So you could go to them and say, you're all fucking idiots, well, tell me about so, it. So, you yeah. know, millennials yeah. are traditionally people who are easily yeah. upset about stuff, and you mean, you're easily upset about that, yeah, are you? And most, she'll go, most yes, books, I am, you know. Most books have spines. What's <laughs> going on here? Yeah. This is one of those things that libraries do in an attempt to go, can we please stay open? Can we keep funding? And rather than say, oh, yeah, you know, our budgets are all being slashed, they have to do that thing of going, let's do something that modern people will like. Let's have it a thing where you can talk to someone about their life and learn. And so the idea is to challenge stereotypes. It's just talking... I mean, it was just people sort of saying... I mean, like they, Matt Allwright doing a, 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 a rehearsal of sort of almost like a tryout. Because he wasn't available to the public, was He the was quote. reserved. 
because I'm a relatively new edition, I'm not available to the public. Because the idea, yeah, you write, anyone walks in and you sit down with someone you might be interested in to get the backstory of a, a, a lifestyle you might know nothing, uh, yeah. something about. You want to learn something, right? That's yeah. what it was. And it, he decided he was going to talk about journalists. Journalists? Yeah. Now, all right. Time to put myself on the shelf. The title I've been given is Journalist. I don't know. There was a part of me that was going, there's something in this. And part of it that I thought was, was lacking is you always have people who are like, I've got a soapbox issue that I want to talk about and you don't understand it and actually what it should be is they should be going here is someone who is 85 telling you about what it's like to get old and what would improve the quality of their life and what you could do so that you don't end up like them sitting in a library talking <laughs> to future people for nothing I, I, you know the Matt thing though because he was talking about journalism you'd think he, he must have been dying inside because yeah, you sort of go you're sitting here right you're a trained journalist presumably Matt alright and you yeah. ended up right you probably had dreams of the Pulitzer when mm. you were young, and you've ended up sitting in a library for the one show talking about journalistic ethics. When journalistic ethics. when he spent the last fifteen years, uh, oh. you know, doing TV presenting, you can't talk about what it's like to be a TV presenter because there's nothing interesting you can say about it. The only the only thing you could, you can could do is if you had TV presenting in front of you, you go as the worst person you've worked with. Yeah, Matt Baker. <laughs> Matt Baker. <laughs> <laughs> I was mildly confused at the beginning of this. Mm. So the, the organizer was called Katie, mm-hmm. right? And it was a transgender person. They were a transgender person. Good. Thank you. And uh, We've come a long way this year. I'm really proud of you, John. I'm really proud. I'm beginning to understand. I sat down with a human book, talked all about it. (laughs) Right, they didn't... It just was a case. And I didn't see the name come up, because I just glanced away and then looked back up. And for what... All intents and purposes, right, I heard a man talking about this thing he'd organised. And then I looked up, and then I saw a man talking about the thing he'd organised. And he's a, it was a man with long hair and a ponytail and an earring, just like a biker. And then Katie, and I think, OK, fine, whatever. And then I started thinking, OK, so I, I see what I see the mistake I've made, yeah. right? And, and as a proper human adult man now who's learning, perfectly fine, this, right? It's not confusing me at all anymore. But then they had a flash frame of the word transgender. Just a flash frame. Not mentioning it, just a flash frame. Mm. And then Katie started sort of saying, well, I'm doing this, again, like John Barrowman, reclaiming libraries yeah. for the LGBTQ plus community. <laughs> the idea is to challenge stereotypes. So the human books come to the library to share their personal stories with others. Katie John helps run the event. It's an actual human dialogue that you can have with another person. Our books in the human library are people who've experienced prejudice, discrimination, hardship. People have been put in a box. And that's why I'm organised. And I was sort of thinking, what? It, I, I, I get this now, but what you need here, if I was the director, I'd have done a wide shot. Yeah. Because, because Katie was clearly wearing a dress. Not you, Actually, no, not clearly wearing a dress, but that would have set the... It would have stopped all the confusion, is all I'm saying. Yeah. I wanted a wide shot and a bit of context for what was going on, because it was confusing. And that, maybe I'm just not up to date, Mark, with the world. I think it's fine. I was genuinely thinking, I don't know what what the fuck's going on here. It's fine, though, to question that. That is what the human book experience is (laughs) about. (laughs) The reality is, if you do watch it and it doesn't quite make sense to you, then the television people are not doing their job. Because you are not alone. You are a relatively young man who works in a relatively... Open business. That's right. Now, the reality is... I'm also a bigot. (laughs) (laughs) But there are going to be countless people across Britain who are watching that. It would just be... 
don't don't understand yeah, it. it was I about, don't get that's it. That's exactly what it was. There should be context. But then yeah. I thought, I found myself thinking, or oh, actually, am I wrong? Should there not be context? It's because it's just but, fine. But the one show needs to know its audience, and its audience are not people who are up on necessarily modern ideas and terms of address and things yeah, like that. Yeah. You need slightly to, in, in a show like this, you bring in the elements that a lot of people won't be touched by into their homes. And you need to do it in a way that they can also understand it. Because through understanding, of course, you're going to have compassion. And you're not going, tee-hee-hee, it's a bloke in a dress. And if the show didn't do that, then it's not doing its job properly. Yeah, because I was just going, it's a bloke in a dress. <laughs> it's a bloke in a dress. Because I'm not compassionate. Because the one show hasn't taught me compassion. You, you it's would not be, my fault, You Mark. would be a good human book. And it would be good to just sit there in the Edinburgh Library and just go... So, so what is the thing that annoys you about, like, the one show? And you just do it. Basically, the human book is podcasting, but there's not even the hope of being paid. I mean, the, the, the thing about John as a human book, he'd be uh, on the top shelf, you know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Where, no, I, where he couldn't get himself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Oh, my God. Uh, no, I, but, I, I, yeah, I just found it odd. I, th- I think that the film I thought, you know, the, the idea behind it, like mm. you said, was perfectly sad. Yeah, but I, there was sort of a, a subtext because of the LGBT stuff that was going on mm. within it. It was like there was a subtext that wasn't being explained to us, but it seemed relevant because it was about yeah, it does, telling it... stories. And I thought, okay, but you need to tell us who this person is. There was no Katie's one of the organisers. Okay, tell yeah. us about Katie. They didn't. Yeah, there was no story involved. Who's, in who's, that. who's slightly organising? What is it for? Is it a thing that they aren't putting in, which is going? It's specifically about gender and relationships because that changes the tone of what it is. Yeah, when you, when you have those things where you feel like there's a, a hidden agenda which nobody is willing to talk about because it makes it confusing and might alienate some viewers. You're left with something and you sort of go, yeah, what that, is I think this? You put, you've actually put your finger on it. That's exactly what it was. And I, I, I was just sort of confused on behalf of viewers in a way. You, you need to address that. You need to say... Something here because yeah. it's people staring yeah. at this will be going. I don't can't get. I don't get they, what's going on here. I like the idea of a human library. You're getting information about something you might not understand directly from the horse's mouth. There <laughs> was though noticeably when they interviewed Matt as a journalist. Yeah. Noticeably, the sound changed between. So they they had cutaways. So it was woman, him answering questions. A, a lady called Camilla, I think, mm. who was asking him questions. The questions. Cut to max, but the, the background sound changed. So it it was they were uh, they were completely different cutaways. If I was directing that, I'd have layered the sound yeah, of the library 100%. underneath. But there was a drop in levels. Do you know, I was, say, I was so looking, they were just shot at different times. I was looking at something else when that was on, and I remember thinking, Christ, he spoke beautifully there. He really, absolutely, yeah, they were a hundred percent nailed that. Separate retakes, uh. definitely. How can I trust that something you write is true? Well, you don't get many chances before you're found out and then you haven't got a career anymore because no one will sit in front of you and be interviewed. How do you deal with ethics? The programmes that I make campaign to try and help people. So in that respect, I'm very comfortable with what I do. Wouldn't it be great to see the, uh, the rushes and yeah. it's just them going, what are your ethics? And him going, I'm watching a police. I'm an LGBT library in fucking Edinburgh. When they, oh. when they went back to the studio, they were talking about what human book. If you were you a book, would what would you be about? And, and, Marv, yeah. and, and Marvin, Marvin would be about lack of hair or something. No, about, about finding women's hair in plug that's holes. It. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah right. like in my uni days. Yeah. <laughs> After I buried the body. Yeah, then. Marv, what would your area of expertise be? 
well, since I'm sort of lacking in the hair department now, right. it's funny how I'm the one that finds the clumps of hair in my sinks at home in the shower. So I think I'd be sort of outnumbered by the females in my house. There's four, okay. you include my dog. Yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah. like, you know, <laughs> the, only, the only man in the house. Basically. A lot of hair in the in A the lot clothes. of hair, yeah. Okay. The dog okay. getting in the shower. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. It all goes it's off in my niche. house then. <laughs> yeah. then, the, then the listeners, yeah. the viewers rather, came in with the books they'd be. Uh, Local deaf communication, sea sponges and take that. <laughs> what would you be, Mark? What would you be? You I'd, I'd be anger. anger. <laughs> I was thinking I'd be like a pop-up book. Uh, but literally, I'd, or, I'd, or like a picture book, just show pictures on my phone to people. John, what, John, what would you be? Sponges. Is that what you'd be? Yeah, <laughs> I was taken by that. Yeah, some viewer said that if he was a human book, he'd talk about natural sea sponges. Mm. And you think, well, if you, you, you know, this was a call out they did to viewers, and you think you've just if you've read out the three best ones, which assuming you have, yeah. what was the state of the other look, answers look, you got? I mean, to get to someone just going, here's, I, I, I do take that, and here's a picture of my take that collection. Yeah. They probably respond to every question that is asked on the one show with that picture of their take that collection. <laughs> Yeah. And whatever it is, you yeah. know, whatever the question is, they can shoehorn take that into it. Uh, right, earlier on in the show, we saw the library of human books. So we asked you if you were a human book, what would you be? We got a lot of great responses. Let's have a look. Yes, we did. <laughs> Rhiannon says hers would be on local deaf communication. She's fluent in British Sign Language and finds it fascinating. Thank oh, you, Rhiannon. Nice. Uh, I got this from Adam in Norfolk. He said that his would be on natural sea sponges. Yeah. Well, of course. Uh, Carly's would be take that. This is only part of her collection. Yeah. Whole week finished for me with um, a little classic one show video about the Jay. Oh, oh, yeah. The cleverest yeah. of birds. Was this perhaps the dullest segment of oh, the week? Oh, it was. I could not finish it. Around the world, many different animals are known to be clever. Terribly His basic dull. thing was going that a bird can hide its own food and therefore, oh, give it a round of applause. Yeah. It's not going to just yeah. die of hunger. All They've had I, I millennia mean, wrote, to get I, that right. I know, all I wrote of this was, oh, jays are lovely, aren't they? Very I nice just wrote, yeah, bird, desperate. But... I mean, yes. there's no other reason for that film to be on. Not a, at all. A thing just does what it so does. Isn't that amazing? Yes, so it is. Yeah. Yes, there, it is. There was the um, talk of the dementia playlist that uh, Lauren Laverne... Uh, Lauren's great. I like Lauren a lot. Fantastic. Yeah. I, I, really... used, I used to be in Kanicki. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is where you've ended up. Yeah. You know, I think she's great. Uh, but but I, I there was a moment when I'm afraid I lost all respect mm. for mm -hmm. Lauren Laverne. Okay. Doing this. They were talking about songs for the dementia playlist and yes. so on and so forth, and yeah. what songs you know she'd she'd choose and everything else. And she is, of course, the breakfast presenter of Six Music. Yep. she's held up as a knowledgeable, rightly knowledgeable icon of modern music and how it should sound, and certainly at the cutting edge, and you know, and and, and her back catalogue and extensive knowledge. And then Ben Miller was talking about songs his children like to play in the car on mm. their playlist. And he said, uh, they shout, Eye of the Tiger, Daddy. And she turned to him and, and she went, oh, they like Foreigner. Although my kids do yell out from the back of the car. They say, Baby Eye shot. of the Tiger. No, <laughs> Eye of the Tiger. And they immediately oh, they want you to foreigner. play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, I was going, oh. they like Survivor, Lauren. Survivor, Lauren. Oh. Survivor. Foreigner, Lauren. How dare you mess up I your was, soft bad ballad I, I was all ready to think John is overreacting to whatever this is and Lauren is not cancelled. Lauren is cancelled. Cancelled. 
Laverne is what I'm <laughs> calling it. Um, but no, and then there was another film about Liverpool, about George Orwell or something, yeah, and thrown in as well. You'll like boring. this, Lauren. That was yeah, introduced yeah, to me. It's about particularly. Books. They then played a trailer for Ben Miller's new drama, mm-hmm. but I don't think anyone had checked it because it was played. <laughs> it, it was just 30 seconds of two dogs fucking. <laughs> 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 Which looks riveting. Yeah. They're calling it the new broadshow. Um, and it was, it, but it was a trailer with plenty of audio on it. Mm. But that, they just played that over the, the interview. Yes, um, thank you. So this is a bit of a gear, gear shift because this is a bit of a thriller, a bit of okay. like a workplace thriller, basically. Yeah. Set, in, um, yeah. set in this sales company, and there are th- uh, three salespeople. They're all competing for the same bit of business. And the team leader Doesn't chokes. Count. And loses this business, and the other three salespeople all start to turn on him. Oh, just, yeah. And then it stopped dead pretty suddenly. And I think someone just went, "Fuck, that's got audio on it." We didn't realise. Take it off. No one to check. <laughs> yeah. So that was that was nonsense. And then we had the J, and then the sea sponge, and that was the end of fucking that. In the end, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, well you're saying about the um, the Laurel Laverne connection. You know him. You know, I, I was in a film directed by Ben Miller. Hey. There you go. Were you? I was, yes, I Did was. you play fucking dog too? <laughs> no. Uh, I should just mention as well, we, we did get, I'm not going to name her, but we mm. did get an email from somebody who works on the one show. Yeah. And um, and j- just to confirm our suspicions mm. that, that the people who work on the one show all do really listen to this. Yeah. Uh, and she was very disappointed it was away and he's very pleased it was coming back. And I said, do you want to come on the podcast? And she said, absolutely not, because, uh, quote, me and my colleagues could disguise our voices. We talk, she said, we talk about all the time going mm. on your podcast, mm-hmm. said, but we realise we can't if we ever want to carry on with our careers in television, but keep up the good work. We'll get her at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, sure. mystery one show person. <laughs> anyway, uh, but if you are the crew of the one show, and you are thinking about jacking it all in, just come on here and resign. Yeah, <laughs> entirely. We have solidarity with you. We, We're with you. We know that you're, you're not willing executioners, that you're press-ganged into it because you're scared that your families will starve. We, we understand the pressures you're under. Matt Baker's got your children <laughs> in, in one of his out- outbuildings. Yeah. Many outbuildings. When the time oh, comes, you yeah. will face trial, but we understand it's under This, uh, this podcast could be mitigation. And that is where we bring this week's edition of The The One Show Show to a close. Please remember to leave the podcast quietly, as this is a residential area. But while you're remembering that, also remember this and remember it well. When you look at the television to look at The One Show, The One Show also looks back into you. Goodbye. Hello, I'm Jack Beaumont. I do Crime Club. In Series 1, I spoke to people like this. Did you not kick a policeman in the head? Yeah, that was... When was that? I was 17. Wait, was I 17 or 19? I think I might have been 19, actually. In Series 2, I talked to people like this. There was a paedophile with one leg. I kicked him clean out his wheelchair. About four of us... I mean, we battered him. And this. Cheated on your boyfriend and give him gonorrhea? Do you want to go there? Would you rather not? Yeah, no, 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 I could talk about it. I have jingles like this. That's Crime Club, where strange people tell stories involving bad behaviour. New episodes out every Monday. The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris for the most anticipated Roland Garros in years. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. 
Experience three weeks of unparalleled tournament access as the world's top players in tennis face off against each other. Will the veteran champions continue their dominance or will a fresh face emerge to challenge their legacy on the clay courts? Daily live coverage of this epic showdown begins Monday, May 20th. Don't miss a matchup. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.